0: My name is Maurice Washington. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Executive Talk. Those who are watching on live TV or those who are watching us from social media. Remember to connect with us through Twitter, Facebook, and also YouTube. Now, Facebook and YouTube specifically, because it's a community show, we need a platform in order to communicate with you. So you may have some questions, you may have some comments, you may have something you dislike or something that you like. Nonetheless, we want to hear from you because it's very important that we do keep the dialogue open. Because we are very scripturally based, we are talking about God's Word, we want to make sure that there's nothing that goes left behind. This is a moment of freedom. This is a great opportunity for everybody, including myself, to actually explore something that you may not have recognized within your office space. It's not your day-to-day that's the issue, it's what's in the day-to-day that's the issue. And that's what we're going to discuss today. We're in the third part of our series, and I encourage you to go back to our YouTube channel, to look at the other two to make sure that you're caught up. In, but we're going to catch you up to where we are today and keep you moving forward. So again, thank you for joining us. But today's show is your communication style is working against you. Every time I look back, I keep on saying for you. But the truth is, again, it's working against you. That's the title of this series. How is your communication working against you? Have you ever really thought about that? In the other two shows, I mentioned that a lot of people start to think, I'm a good communicator. You know, I tell people exactly what's on my mind. And, you know, my everybody really understands what I have to say. And, you know, I'm, I'm just good at communicating. You know, in this day and age, it's very, very, you don't find too many people say what they're not good at. So this is the opportunity here right now to explore yourself and say, are you really good at communication? And that's why I want to, again, introduce you back to the first two, because there's a way of communication that actually needs to flow in your everyday life. Now, if you're good at communication in one area, meaning maybe at work, because there's something attached to it. You make sure that you're you're always talking to people, you're on, you're on it, but then you're not good at it at home. Are you a good communicator? Because communication does require some kind of consistency, does it? Doesn't it? So think about those things. I just want to open up open that door to freedom, and to an opportunity. That freedom is when you humble yourself and be, be at a position to receive. This was a hard pill for me to swallow as well, because again, I had to really sit here and question my communication style. It's getting better over the years, but it was actually very horrible. And I'm gonna explain why. And there's a lot of examples in this that show up for me as well. So let's go ahead and get into today's show. And we left off talking about the conforming of an environment. Now, think about the word conform. Now in a lot of our previous show we talked about, but conform is changing the, the, the nature, the very nature of what that is. OK, so the first and foremost component of communication is when you have an office space, when you have employees, when you're actually, when you're your own boss, and you may not have employees, and you're out there into, and you're just developing client base, there's still a communication style. There's still a relationship that is developed there. And how do I know? What does is, what is Google reviews talk about? There's a communication. They're they're talking about the communication of your company. What is Yelp talking about? When you get bad reviews, there's a communication issue, isn't there? When you get good reviews, there's a communication thing that's happening. So it doesn't matter if you don't have employees or not, or if you do have employees, the same difference in communication still always happens. So it's the conforming of an environment. So let's say you do have employees, and this is what your office space looks like. Okay, you have, what is that, six people, six, seven people in there. You don't think that each one of them are subject to the environment? You don't think that these two here sitting at the desk together, you don't think they have some kind of influence on each other? How do I know? I bet you one of them is complaining about the other one when they got home. They never show up on time, or he's always smacking while while he's eating. I can't stand him when he does lunch. I just hate 12 o'clock because he's always smacking. It's just ridiculous. Okay? Now, a joke, but that's communication. There's a conforming of the environment. As soon as people are together, conforming is one of the first immediate things that comes into play. How do I know? Well, what happened in the garden place? One of the first major action items that happened in the garden was the conforming. The enemy came to conform Adam and Eve, did he not? Absolutely. So conforming is always going to be at your door. So when you say, "Man, life is hard," that's because everything in life is trying to conform you to something else. So that's the conforming of an environment. This environment is maybe safe because it got ventilation and it has windows and proper air filtration, but nonetheless, what makes this this place dangerous is the fact that there's human beings here and that there's all different backgrounds. So really embrace that. And so Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Now, why is that scripture so important? If the, conforming, if the scripture says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, that's where you want to stop, right there. Because obviously, that's what the enemy is going to come to do. But guess what? If, these, if this environment, no matter what degree, has already come to a conforming place, conforming has already entered into the office space. So what has happened to your office space? What has happened to the communication? It's already conformed. That's why the Bible is talking in, in a warning sense of do not conform to the pattern of this world. Please don't. Whatever you do, do not conform. So guess what the enemy is going to do? He's going to ensure that the environment conforms. Now, Romans 6.16, do you not know that when you offer yourselves as obedient slaves, you're slaves to the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin leading to death or obedience leading to righteousness? Now, let's go ahead and take you to the next step here, because Ephesians 6.5, where a lot of this show is actually coming from. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and sincerity of heart just that you would obey Christ. Now, I want you to think about it. I want you to think about this. Why do these scriptures and these statements come together? So let's go ahead and bring it you home. You're the owner. You're the business owner. So let's say that you're operating on this, this interesting way of communicating. Understand that Scripturally, do you not know that when you offer yourselves as obedient slaves, you're a slave to the one you obey? So as an as owner and employees, you're going to automatically, you're going you're gonna to put yourself in this position where you're going to obey your, your, your owner, the CEO. If the CEO is operating differently, you're offering yourselves as obedient slaves, so you're offering your character to this environment. Okay, I want you, again, this is going to be, this might, you might miss this, but think about it for a minute. If you come into an environment, you're the CEO, they're coming into your environment. So whatever you are is what's being conformed to. It's going to radiate throughout your environment. No matter how much of a beautiful vision that you have, the environment conforms first. The vision doesn't come first. The conforming comes first. So, the highs and lows of any relationship. Let's 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 talk about this for a few minutes here. When you first meet somebody, when you first came into the office, it operates in the same exact way. See it right here, right on the bottom, we have the three three months. Everybody calls it the honeymoon phase because it is because love exists, everything is pure, nobody's conformed, you're giving your all. So the height of this relationship is able to go way up. <clears throat> you can think about it when you thought about your, 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 <clears throat> your spouse. You can think about it when it comes to your office space, when you, uh, met you had your first employee, that first time you met. It's always that magical moment. Why? Why? Because, again, everything is pure. Now, and let's think about it. See, in marriage, let's say you've been with somebody for 20 years. And you're like, yeah, that person over there. And she's like, yeah, you over there. Okay, whatever. You do your thing. I'll do my thing. But was that the same communication that happened when they first met? Is not now in the office space when they when you two first met was it just magical to the point where now for the first year okay so 12 months of being around each other ah oh, well, I cannot wait to is it Friday yet is Monday but let me see if I can sleep to Friday right why what's what was happening because now There's a high and low of of any relationship. It went high for the first three months, and now it's starting to dwindle down. The communication has something to do with an environment. The environment has now conformed. That marriage has now conformed. That office space has now conformed into something different. Okay, even the owner sometimes cannot stand for Monday to come around. Because they feel like, oh, I got to deal with the same old stuff from my, my employees. So the relationship, guess what? <laughs> the relationship is about perfect. But guess where the standard is sitting at? Because what's happening is not so much highs and lows of the relationship, that's one aspect of it, but what it morphs into it is becomes the standard of the environment. It becomes the standard. This standard was at its all-time high, but all of a sudden, let's say the owner could not maintain the consistency and the communication, okay? All of a sudden, the actions and everything met. All of a sudden, the employee's actions and everything met, but then all of a sudden, now that everybody has got, became comfortable, guess what? Now, the standard is differently. That's why this is only the honeymoon phase, because what happens is, once you have sold, because that's where people feel sold. Even your, your boss feels sold. Your employees feel sold. Because at some point, the standard went from here to now to where it's really at. This standard is typically driven by the leader. Sometimes... Because the leader's gonna, if it shows your best up here, then all of a sudden you're not operating at your optimal level. The standard is gonna go with you. I want you to embrace that. That's where a lot of CEOs and a lot of owners separate from this show because they feel like they're being attacked. It's not being attacked again. Do you wanna know what the challenges are within your office space? Are you seeking growth? That's where, it comes from. That's where it comes from. We have to know where it was happening. Now, once the, the standard of your environment carries more weight than what you speak. Digest that for a quick minute. The standard of your environment carries more weight than what you speak. So understand, there is a... So what, is this, what does this go to? It's not your tongue anymore. It's your actions. It's the actions of the office space that have conformed the environment based on who your servants are obeying, which is you. You dictate the standard of that office space based on how you're, how you're speaking or how your communication style is, based on your actions. And now let me show you, let me show you why. Because again, more than what you speak. So now... It goes back to Ephesians 6, 5. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. So what happens right here? What do you think the enemy's after? He's after your tongue. He's after that disconnect from your tongue and your actions. Because death will weaken your spoken word. In multiple shows, if you've been journeying with me, you know just like, again, in, in that relationship, well, yeah, I'm going to work out. I'm really going to get chiseled by the end of the year. And then you see that person not work out, not do anything. Death. So now nobody listens to you anymore. You, you lost the respect from your, from your significant other. Men and women lose their respect from their significant other all the time. Now, go back to being a CEO Again, these people are waiting. They came to the office thinking this is the, the next best step for their life. And they traded their time and some resources and time away from their family to work for you. So what has happened is right here is the enemy is looking for you to be, for, for those employees, because again, the enemy doesn't just want you. He wants a whole inch of light, everything you have. Anywhere where there's people, he wants it. Okay? So now, this is what's happening. Everything is, the dynamics have changed. Because now the standard is lower. Death will weaken your spoken word. It's no longer available. You cannot say yes. I, I told everybody to work. I told everybody to get on time. But you're not carrying the same weight now. I've I've heard it more times than not, which is I don't know. I don't know yet. Yeah, I feel like it's disturbing. But it feels like the CEO is on a different standard than what the employees are. Is that true? CEOs tend to actually have to work more than their employees. But if you operate on that level that we don't you don't have to touch anything. Well now, people are looking at your actions of you're not doing anything, so why do you expect me to do do something? So now, when you actually just speak with your authority, there's something that happens to the dynamics of that environment because death has weakened your spoken word. You compromise your authority. Now, how, how do you figure, Maurice? I'm still the CEO. Okay, you compromise your authority what was the enemy after in the Bible in the very beginning? He's after your authority. So as long as you're operating in death, your authority is gone. The same way the enemy did things in the Bible is the same way he's going to do it today. It's not different. It just looks so different because we look at life completely different. We don't look at life through spiritual eyes. We look at through worldly eyes. So now... As long as you're operating in here and the standard is low, guess what? Your authority is gone. The only authority that you have is earthly authority from your CEO position. But there's imbalance now into your office space based on the fact that your authority is compromised because your communication is compromised, yourself, personally. Now, how does it get deeper? Two, two major things that people in general care about. If you really want to narrow down somebody's life, what are, you, what are your worries, what are your concerns, things that you fear, things that bother you, it comes down to security and freedom. Two major items. Now, if your communication style, if I'm coming to your office and your communication style is unstable and I don't trust your authority anymore, Do I feel secure? It doesn't bring security like it did at this point. That's where any relationship was at, a honeymoon phase, and why it went so, that's why it felt so good. It's because your authority was there. Your communication style provided some security. Both the the guy and the gal provided security for each other because you guys came through for each other all the time. The CEO, you came through for your employees all the time. Okay, your employees came through for you all the time. The relationship was perfect because everybody's communication style was on point. But as soon as that standard broke, guess what? The security broke. There's a security breach. That's what the enemy is looking for in your life. Any type of security breach, he's in there because... In John 10, 10, the thief, so a thief looks for security breaks. He looks for holes. That's how he jumps into the office. Now, people are looking for that, you know, a red-horned individual or whatever that looks like that we have depicted as the enemy, but the lie is the enemy. The, 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 The taking of life is the enemy. So, How does gossip enter into an environment? Well, guess what? There's no more authority in the environment. Your communication style, your words and your actions aren't matching. So there's no authority. So now, guess what? If there's a security breach, guess what? The enemy's like, oh, heck yeah. Come on in here, gossip. Come on. Yeah, come on. It's it's cool. Come on in here. Because now we're about to really run rampant on this environment. Because nobody knows what happened to this environment. Because have you ever did that thing in a relationship for so long? I don't know how we got here. I mean, we used to be so, so connected. We used to be, I mean, what happened? Because you lost your way. You have no idea when it even happened, Where the security breach happened. You don't even know what changed the dynamics. Because again, in lawlessness, there is no time frame of when things happen because you're operating some kind of time zone. So now gossip has entered into the environment. Now is that thorns and thistles. The environment is no longer safe anymore. That's where nobody wants to come back into work because there's thorns and thistles that are available. So now everything has changed. While you think people are performing for you, by default, they start to perform for money. Now, why do they perform, perform for money? I want you to really think about it. Where do a lot of people find security? If they can't find security in people, what's the next best thing? Money. That's how money starts to lord over folks. That's the most important factor that the enemy is looking for you to do is start having things to get you to false idolatry. So he wants you in that place where money becomes your Lord and Savior, becomes your focus, becomes your security, becomes your answer for a reason why you're doing what you're doing. Because you're at a compromised level when you're at this point and you don't feel secure anymore. What a person does is a, as an employee and even as an owner, because it's a default response. Well, at least I have money, so I'll deal with it. At least I'm getting paid, at least, at least. That's, where, that's how you know you conform to an environment. When you get to the point where you're at least, that means you're missing everything else, but at least I'm getting this. So now you're operating in a very kind of selfish manner. So now when the communication standard is low, the operation, there's lawlessness. as the new operation of that environment. The tongue sets rules. You're trying to get your people back in to, to conform to something. And guess what? Now you become a dictator. That's a false authority set up here on earth. That's how you actually come off. That's how you sound. It could be as nice as you want to be, but when your communication level is low and you're still trying to promote something, you're just now starting to sound like a di- dictator. You, you've lost your communication way. Did you know that your complaints, um, your employees or your boss takes home with them is a consumption of the communication that he or she had for the day? Do you realize that you can only take so much falsehood? I made it, it, months ago, made a weird analogy. I'm not going to make it again because now that I'm thinking about the association to it, never mind. But when you when you think about the consumption of something foreign that's going into your body. That's the best way to state it. If you drink too much, what do you think is going to happen? There's an, there's an immediate reaction typically, or maybe after a while, but nonetheless, there's a reaction. There's a reaction of potential death. Or if you're still alive, what, is the, what, you, what do you do? You end up throwing up, right? Now, Maurice, why are you being so nasty? Let's be real. We're humans. We've all experienced some weird stuff. We ate, we've had something and had to spit it right back out. It's no different. When you consume too much falsehood, you feel sick. It actually gives you the same effects as, you know, the new, uh, new drug that comes out. Yeah, it will fix your headache, but nonetheless, it will give you na- nausea. It will give you... Um, Confusion and all these other symptoms. Same symptoms when you consume too much falsehood. You go home complaining at work at home. Oh, I, I can't believe. Are you serious? Is this how the company really works? Have you ever seen anything like this before? Oh, these employees don't even appreciate nothing. I, I, they have no idea what I'm sacrificing over here. Guess what? The enemy has taken over the environment. It's conformed. Going back to the original slide. When you operate in falsehood long enough, people start to complain with you, and that's how the division of relationships break apart. Because too much flesh is too much for the for the human being to take in. It, the human being was not supposed to be able to take it in. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there will be disorder in every vile practice. This is in James 3.16. Note it. So all that consumption of all this stuff, do you think there's not um, disorder in vile practice that's happening every day? The standard's low. So wherever a standard's low, these are the thorns and thistles of the environment. Matthew 12.36. But I tell you that men will give account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. Now, does that speech only talk about what's going on or everything that they have going on with their body? Because God is a God of speech and a God of action. So the same requirement is of you. Now, again, on your Twitter, your Facebook, and your YouTube, I want to hear from you. Because I know, again, this is probably hitting you, probably having you think of some situations that are going on that probably have been bothering you for quite some time. This is the moment of truth. That's the great thing about truth. It will set you free. Okay? Just a realization like, oh, that's it. There's a level of freedom there. Please join us next week for our um, our final topic of this. We're gonna keep on. This is gonna be turned into another long series to follow up. But um, yeah, I want you, I want everybody to really think of um, how this is affecting your life. Because again, this is this is your employees. These are other people's lives, not just not just work. I want to thank you guys for joining us. But I actually have to get back to work. Have a great day. Bye bye.